My name is Zafi um, Adek. Yeah, come here. It's okay. That's my first time. Sorry. That's my maybe second time or third, third time I'm speaking. I'm, re- I'm really not used to it. And I don't know. I always be shy to speak in front of people. I always have a hard time to look in the eyes. <laughs> I always I try to move my eyes like this. But that's okay. You know, that's not a problem. Uh, I like to share some of the stuff I experienced in my life. You know, I want to go back a little bit, go back when I was a kid. I grew up in a nice family, wonderful fam- family, you know. When I see it right now, they did their best with the situation. And I grew up that country called Iran, Persian. And it's a little bit different if you have a different religion and if you growing up over there is a Muslim country and if you believe in a different religion, it's a little bit hard. You cannot really go to school, you cannot go to college. They give you like, they ask you what was your religion. They ask you, you have to answer it. And our belief, my mom, my family, they're believing like, they're like, you have to believe it. You cannot say just put Muslim. You have to have faith or believe it. And uh, I grew up over there. I go to school. I never liked the school. I don't know why I didn't never. I hate sitting there and writing something, learning. Like, I hate that. I quit the school when I was uh, 11 years old. My dad, like, told me, you have to go to school. You cannot stay home. School or work. They take me to the doctor. Like, I never, I don't know why. Still, I, I cannot really figure it out why I, I don't like reading or writing or that type of stuff. But I was keep going straight and uh, my dad told me, okay, if you don't go into, if you don't go to work, you have to go to, if you don't go to a school, you have to go to work and you cannot see at home. And I was like, I saw working at 11 years old, you know, it was a little bit hard. I was getting paid dollar a day that time. I was wor- working for maybe thirty dollar, twenty five dollar a day, month, and it was not bad money. But it was that time. It was for some someone like single for me. It was enough for have money in my pocket. But I still keep going to work. In I never liked the school and that type of stuff. And my dad told me. And I had a lot of problems back home. I've been sexual abused for a long time, for close to two years, and they couldn't do anything. Like, it was crazy. And my dad told me, my sister, okay, my sister, she's, uh, she married to a Muslim guy. But he was, when you call it, you call him Muslim, but he was not really Muslim. He just believed something better than himself out there. He never believed that type of Muslim or he never followed any religion. And uh, they get married. It takes five years to get really get married at the paper because I had a problem. And everything get fixed up. My, sis- my sister decided to come to US and I came with my sister. And I always, and I came here and I see the freedom. Oh shit, here is different now. This is called U.S. After 18, nobody can tell you shit. You can go do whatever you want. Just hang, hang out with your own friend. Whatever you want. Nobody there. 
my sister was there, my dad, the day I was coming to US, my dad told me, okay, your sister is your mom and uh, your brother-in-law is your father. You have to listen to it. I thought, okay, sounds good. Let's go, let's go to US. And I, I was in Turkish for one year and I came here with $400 in my pocket. I had only 400 and I didn't know how to speak, nothing. I didn't, like I remember when I was in the airport, when I was in the airport, I asked, I asked the guy, where is the stairs to, I wanna go down, where is the luggage area? I show him with the finger, like that. I was, that, that was crazy there, but I figured it out, I came, my sponsor picked me up, I stayed there in his house for two weeks. I stayed there for two weeks. I find a job with an Iranian guy. He was working mechanic shop. And I started working over there. I started doing oil changes and I never touched the car in my life. I started here, I can start learning by myself. And it was by myself. My sister, she was back in uh, Turkey, waiting for approval. I was here by myself. And my boss, I figured out he was doing coke that time, smoking weed, and I was seeing him there, looking at him in his window, sitting there, snoring coke. I was like, where is that? What is he doing? I was like, no, I was, that was crazy. And after two months, I asked him, I want to smoke weed. I want to smoke weed. I asked him uh, like maybe 50 times, and he let me, he said, okay, you smoke that joint, you smoke and you hold it. <laughs> and I was like, first time, I never touch anything. I go there, like, I hold it like crazy, and I would sit there, and after like two minutes, my heart, my heart was going, bam, 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 bam. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like that. He was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, I couldn't speak, I couldn't move, I was crazy. He was like, he was punching me in the chest, I was like, uh, I was like, it was bad. I threw up, I passed the fuck out for two. <laughs> for four hours, I wake up like this, fuck this, I'm not gonna touch that anymore. And two weeks later, because that's an addict mind. We love that shit. Let's look, let's try it. And this time I smoke a little bit. Oh, that's okay. This time I didn't throw up, everything is okay. You know, let's, but sometimes it's okay, we can, it's okay. Let's, we can start smoking. I start doing it, going to work, going, hanging out with the wrong people. The first time I come, like I moved here and I was always looking with, hanging out with the people, like doing crazy thing, I, I call it crazy thing. They don't go like follow, follow something normal like other people does. And so hanging out with these people, start smoking weed, going out, hanging, having fun. We call it fun. And one night I remember, it was 2012, 2012 or 13. He said, I'm going, me and my friend is going to smoke some other stuff. You wanna go? I was like, where is it? There is a, there is a bubble pop car like this. You hold the lighter on it, you smoke it like that. I was like, uh, okay, let's go. <laughs> it was crazy. I go there, sit there. I didn't know how to smoke it. First time sit there, I was like, 
I don't like this. I got, you know, how to do it. And uh, that night I go home. I was a little bit high, little bit maybe. I was, I go, I go back home and I was like, fuck this, I'm not gonna smoke that shit anymore. I don't like that. I was like up, up like this and you cannot close your eyes. Hey, that shit. <laughs> and three, three weeks later, man, again, go back, smoke it this time. I pay attention and I was like, I'm doing like surgery. Okay, let's go, smoke that shit. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, when I figure out how to smoke it and I feel that thing, oh man, it was crazy. When I started smoking med every day, it was crazy. I couldn't sleep for like three days, four days. Oh, my sister looked at my face like, What's, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why well, your face is sucked up like this? <laughs> I was like, nothing, I didn't eat lunch. <laughs> oh, so stupid. And she find out eventually, you know, my mom, dad, they're back home. They find out, okay, he's smoking something and they find out I was smoking med really bad and I was fucked up. And I ask him, I need help. They send me with a friend of mine. I go with uh, my first boss. He said, come with me, Is you stay with me in one year and everything's gonna be okay. I did that same thing. <laughs> it didn't work. After one year, I get out. I was like, start doing the same thing. Smoking med. This time I had a roommate. Smoking what? Heroin. I, first time I tried it, uh, that was 2014, I think. Yeah, 2014. I tried it and okay. The first time, no. Honestly, I threw up. It was bad. Same thing. <laughs> I threw up. I was like, I'm not going to touch it. Two weeks later. I start doing it. And after two months, three months, I opened my eyes. Oh shit, I don't have it. And I wake up dope sick. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I called my friend. I'm shaking. Oh no, my friend, you're dope sick. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that dope sick? No, you need to go smoke. It was so bad. Oh man, I lose my job lose everything, license, you know, that shit was keep going on and on and on until 2019. I was going out, ask my, ask my sister, help me quit, go there for, stay in his house for week to week, get sober, come back, go out, same shit. I got it this time. My, you know how, you don't have no, how many times I, I told myself, I promise I'm not gonna do it. And same thing happened, same thing. In 2019, I lost everything, you know? I didn't have anything, homeless. And I remember I was homeless. I go, I was, I live in, in Seattle, Washington, Seattle. And uh, I was there and uh, I was homeless. I was sitting at the store. The late manager told me, go out, you cannot sit here. I go across the street, I sit, I sit across the street for two and a half hours. I didn't have no idea why I was sitting there. And after two and a half hours, I look at the watch, it's 12. I start walking. When I start walking across the street, I see the van, Chevy van, turn around and come to the parking lot. I look at one of my old friends from 2012. He looked at me, he said, what's wrong? What's going on? I told him, 
bad thing happened, man. I'm addict. I'm fucked up. I lose everything. And he told me, that's okay. And he was smoking too, but I don't have no idea how he was managing it. He has his job, house, bar. Like over 20 years he was smoking. He had everything, business. And I was confirm myself, okay, if he do it, I'm going to do it. When I look at 2012, didn't work for me. And when he saw me 2019 in that street, he said, that's okay. He grabbed my hand. He took me to his house. And he was working in his backyard. He told me, okay, that's the deal. Stay here for a couple months. I'm going to find a rehab in California. And I'm going to send you to the rehab. And I stayed there. I didn't have any choice. I take it. I stayed there. I worked for him for a couple months. And, you know, he does drugs. I do drugs. Always fighting. And it's crazy. I stayed there for six months. I stayed there for six months. He found me a rehab in 2019. I came to California rehab. He paid, he paid for me for four months. I stayed there. I get out. Same shit. Two weeks later. Again, looking for heroin in California, in Santa Ana. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I see the homeless guy, I told him, that's $20, give me $20, can you hook me up? He said, I'll be back 10 minutes. I give him $20, he come back. He come back with $20, dope. I was like, God. And I take that, go to sober living and smoke it like stupid, man. Go there, smoke it. Two weeks later, everything's okay. They didn't find out. Two weeks later, again, go buy twenty dollar though, and I start I start doing the smoking again. And then that was crazy, man. I they find out eventually. They find out after four months. They find out you're out. They catch me three times. The doctor owned the sober living. He was nice to me. He said, the four times you're out. And I did it. He kicked me out. I was homeless. I was homeless. I was out there again, same thing. No money in my pocket, nothing. And I decided to suicide, cut myself. It was 12 a.m. night. I was at the Orange County in Santa Ana. There was a park. I go there, sit there, I grab my razor blade in my pocket. It was my, for myself, my shave. I give up. I was like, I don't want to be like. I grab it, I grab my hand, close my eyes, and bam, cut it. Sit there, it's not bleeding. Again, three times, four times go, it's a little bit start ble bleeding. And I was like, that's not going to kill me. I'm not going to die like this. I start walking, and it start bleeding a little bit, and... I give up. I didn't have any choice. I'm not going to die right now. What do I have to do? Grab the phone. Call 911. Oh, cop, come. Ambulance came. They take me to the hospital again. I was I stayed there for two days, three days. They sent me to 5150. I was there for one week. They sent me out. No place to go. This time, I was out there for one week, sleeping in a mountain, and this decide again to cut myself. This time, I start looking for Wayne. I find the Wayne in my foot, and I was like sitting there looking at it. I'm done with this shit, and cut the Wayne. Ball like crazy, spraying out. 
And sit there, I close my eyes, I was like, I was thinking, this is the life, I'm dying right now. Sit there for 20, 15 minutes, take 15 minutes because I couldn't hit the artery. Sit there, I was like getting cold, crazy, and I was like shaky. I couldn't really stand my leg. And when I see, oh shit, I'm really dying. If I don't call 911, I'm dead. And I decided to call 911. 911 came and picked me up again. I was crazy. I was in hospital for a week. And after that, they sent me again to, sent me to 5150. I was there for 40 days. I was there for 40 days. And the case manager over there, there was, she was really nice. She find me Salvation Army. Salvation Army in Long Beach. It's a program. And I take it. I didn't have any choice. Because everything was my fault. Nobody else, you know. And I take that. And I go to Salvation Army. It's a hard, hardcore program. Every day you have to wake up 5.30 a.m., go to work, come back. You have to do AA, group, lot of stuff until 9.30 p.m. I was there for six months. I graduated the program. I stayed there after two months, after eight months. The South Army offered me a job as a maintenance. And I got a job, I started working. You know, everything was going good. And uh, I started working, doing steps, having a sponsor, and everything was going good. I got a job in Salvation Army, going to work, coming back, going to meeting, stay connected. And uh, I met one of my friends of mine, old friend from Seattle. And he told me, one of my friends, he's opening a shop. And uh, he looked for a mechanic. You want to go work for him? And I take that offer. And I go there and I start working in Orange County, in the Mission View. And I start working over there. And uh, my sobriety date in November, November 4, 2020. That was my sobriety date until three weeks ago. And everything was going good. I moved out from sober living last month. I got my, I got a room rent and everything was going good, you know, and I believe because of my fault, because I get disconnected from AA and the sponsor, I didn't pay attention. I was thinking after 15 months, year and a half close, I'm sober, everything's gonna be good. Everything's gonna be perfect. I'm not gonna relapse anymore. And three weeks ago, last Friday, last Thursday night on February 24, I decided to go to Long Beach. Go there like crazy, go to Long Beach for no reason. Like I didn't think, I didn't call anybody, I didn't call my sponsor, like what I'm doing? Well, I'm going to Long Beach. Go there, I see the homeless guy, go there, ask him, hey, do you have any fit now? And I was like, he said, it's gonna cost you $40. I was like, okay, this is $40. And I didn't fucking think. Like, what I'm doing? What the fuck? <laughs> Call someone. This is shows, like, how that this shit stronger, like, 
crazy. Like, and I didn't pay attention, you know? I didn't call anybody, and I got a fentanyl on Thursday night. I came home and sit there. Smoke it, don't smoke it, smoke it, don't smoke it until 5 a.m., like crazy. I grabbed a little piece, I, like, like I heard everybody like overdosing and dying from this shit, and I grabbed a little tiny thing, like nothing. I grabbed at 5 a.m., I didn't think anything, like I grabbed and I snorted. After two minutes, I was like, bam, and I wake and I, and, I, uh, and I didn't feel anything, like I was dead. And 8.30, it was 8.39, my boss opened the door. I was on the floor like this, like this, scratch everywhere. I don't have no idea where was the scratch coming from, like how I scratched myself everywhere. And it was crazy. Scratching my face, oh, oh, it's crazy. And my boss come open the door. You relapse? Yes, I relapsed. It was crazy. I'm laughing, but that's crazy. I'm lucky I didn't die. I didn't overdose. You know, it was that was crazy. And when I look at it right now, because I get disconnected, I didn't go to meeting. I was like, for one month, I two times I go to meeting. Okay, everything's okay. Everything's good. Now I see the result, what happened, you know? I'm not better than anybody else. I still have a problem, I'm fighting with it. But I see now, after a year and a half sober, gone. Because my mistake, nobody else, you know? I get disconnected, I was like, okay, I got this shit. I see, you know, I saw what happened, you know? But I'm just glad to be sober. This time, finally, this time I'm gonna get it again. You know, there is always, they said, there is hope. Don't give up. And we have to learn from our mistake, you know? I did a lot of mistakes, crazy. I'm lucky I'm alive right now, you know? After all this stuff I go through, still I'm alive. There is something out there looking out for me, you know? There is something. And it doesn't matter where you come from, what language I speak, you know, we all same. We have same problems, same disease. We have, we, we have a different story, but similar, but we all have problem and we try to fight with the problem. Like, I can, I really, I cannot give up. Like, I relapse, but I have to keep going forward. This time I'm gonna look for a new sponsor. Because my sponsor, he's from uh, Long Beach. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to drive to Long Beach. I want to get, stay far from Long Beach right now. It's not a good idea to go there. I talked to him too. He said, yeah, that's a good idea. And I have to get a new sponsor. Sorry guys, I'm not a professional speaker. Like honestly, I never go to school. Whatever I speak, I learn by myself. And Thanks to uh, thanks for being here and thanks for listening to me. Thank you.